Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how educating them positively can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week, we're having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today, we are talking about miscarriages with Rosie Wareham. This is a very sensitive subject, so if you ever had to go through this, please be mindful that it could bring back some unpleasant memories. Rosie has had three miscarriages, and she's now a mom of two cute little boys. She will tell us about the ways she would have loved to be better supported at the time and how she recovered from these life challenges. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure. But without further ado, let's begin. Maman, maman, en cette chanson. Papa, papa, en faisant cette chanson. Maman, papa, maman, papa. Hi Rosie, Hi. how are you today? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Happy to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Rosie. I live in Somerset and work from home running a digital marketing business and I've got my husband works locally and then I've got two young boys who are eight and four just coming up. My youngest is just coming up five. So they're both at school today. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I can imagine that working from home and I mean, now most of us are working from home as well. But yeah. when the kids are there, it must be a bit more tricky. Yeah. So I, I've worked from home for um, sort of four, about four years. Um, but obviously during the lockdown I had them at home with me for six months while I was working so that was yeah a challenge but yeah. we made it through <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good yeah we're through second lockdown now so hopefully there won't be a third <laughs> one <laughs> but yeah so today we're here to talk about uh, very sensitive subjects so I really appreciate you coming here and you know explaining what happened to us and yeah I think it will be very interesting and important to yeah. hear so could you please tell us what happened and the sort of like yeah. reaction so 
So I think it's like it's a really good thing to talk about because people don't talk about miscarriage very much. And I've thought about it a lot recently because of people having to go through it alone in the pandemic. So for me, I had two miscarriages before I had my eldest son, who is now eight. And then I had another one in between having my eldest and my youngest son. So all three were quite different physically and emotionally. The first time I was very sad and I didn't know anybody that that had happened to. And I was naive. Like, you know, it was the first time my husband and I had got married about a year before. We decided we wanted to have children. I didn't know anybody else that that had happened to. I only knew people who decided to have children and then gone on to have a baby. And that just didn't happen for us the first time. So, mm. But then did you even realize what was happening the first time? How did Not you know? really, because they, because unfortunately, a lot of the symptoms of having a miscarriage can also be things that can happen when you're pregnant. So cramps and bleeding and spotting, they're all things that can be completely normal. So for me, one of the worst things about it is you, you don't get an absolute answer in that moment. So, the, so, so for me with the first one, I'd found out I was pregnant and then I started having some spotting. So you call the midwife. There really isn't anything they can do in the early days other than tell you to wait out and see what happens. And eventually, and, and it can be normal, eventually the bleeding got bad enough that I knew what had happened. So at that point, I knew okay. that that pregnancy was over. Hmm. So the midwife told you that because of the spotting, this is like one of the possible outcomes. Yes. Yeah. So they explained okay. that it can be completely normal to have spotting in early pregnancy or that it can result in a miscarriage, but there's there's no way for them to know which way it's going to go. There isn't really anything that you can do either. So you're, it's just waiting to see which way it will go. Hmm. I see. Yes. Yeah. And so at the time you didn't even know, yeah, someone who had gone through the no. same thing. So how did you recover? Uh, so I, yeah, I didn't know anybody. Most of my friends at that time were sort of just starting to think about having children. And then I had a couple of friends who had older children but hadn't gone through it. So I, and I did the same each time it happened. I, my mum was brilliant and my husband And I did talk to friends and my, I've got two sisters as well. So I was quite open in talking to people about it. But also I went through a charity, which is called the Miscarriage Association. And they've got an online forum that you can talk to other people. And that was like a bit of a lifesaver, to be honest, because I could talk to other people who'd been through the same thing all over the country. Mm. And I made a few friends that then I talked to for quite a long time after that. Mm. And I don't, it was brilliant, like having friends and family to talk to about it was great, but it's like with anything in life, to talk to someone who has been through it and knows how you feel is think that that's really what you need. So I, I was able to do it through that. So like virtually talking to people that had gone through it. Hmm. Yes, and I, I think it's very important to, to, to find support in both people who are like physically with you and... Uh, even people online yeah. or a therapist so we will also leave some information in the description yeah. with charities yeah. and um, yeah just like support links that yeah if you're in this case you can get help um, but yeah so what about 
the, the second time did you was it any different to know no it's what like I always think that the second one was the worst one if that's mm. like it seems weird to put them in order but that was the, the second one was the worst one because I uh, it was about five or six months after the first one and I'd got pregnant again and I got to about 10 weeks and thought that everything was fine had had sickness had had you know had had any bleeding and then one morning when I was about 10 weeks I had a tiny little bit of spotting and I was and I I was terrified and I'd been terrified the whole 10 weeks but my husband said oh just to put your mind at rest we'll pop down to the hospital and by that point you're far enough on that they can scan you and I so we went to A&E and I had a scan but actually the pregnancy had ended weeks before at about six weeks so I'd not known for sort of a month I hadn't known and that that was the one that really that that I found the hardest to deal with I hadn't known I didn't have any symptoms so I'd in my head I'd got to 10 weeks pregnant which is almost your first scan but I hadn't really and then physically with that one it didn't happen naturally so I had to go into hospital and have an operation to, to remove but they call it like a really mm. lovely medical term, but yeah, to remove what was left behind. So that in itself is not, it's just not a nice experience. And I was heartbroken. And that at that point, I thought I'm never going to have children. It's just not going to happen for me because I didn't know anyone that it had happened to once, let alone people that it had happened to twice in a row. So in my mind at that point, I thought, well, there's something wrong with me. I can't have children. I won't be able to have them. So I think that's why that was the the worst one, as it were, sort of like a lowest point. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned that it was a procedure at the hospital. How, mm. you know, is it, do you have to get some kind of physical recovery after that? Or is it not as intrusive? So you, you go in and... Uh, for me I'm sure this doesn't happen all the time for me it was difficult as well because you go so actually for all of them when you go into hospital and you think you're having a miscarriage and you go for a scan or anything you go on the maternity ward so you go where there are people having their first scans getting happy news having babies all that kind of thing but I had to go into a room and the surgeon talked me through that what they would do and it was awful because he drew like a little diagram of your womb and what they were going to do and stuff and it was just so it was just all medical but obviously but to me I couldn't even really take in what he was saying because I was just heartbroken mm. then they you have to have a general anesthetic and then they take you off to theatre you come back and and it's an outpatient so once you've come around and you've eaten and drank and those kind of things you can go home so my mum and my husband were there and then they brought me home and Physically, I recovered quite quickly within a, a few weeks. I think I had a period and kind of things physically settled down. But emotionally, I was very down, depressed for quite a long time after that one. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah, really just got to the where I thought I wasn't going to have children. But and, and really wanted some help, but you can't, and I do understand why, but you can't have any tests unless you have three in a row. Oh, okay. So... They can't check if there's anything wrong until you have three miscarriages in a row. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> That's a bit... Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I don't know how long it is in the UK, but I think if you've been trying for over a year in France, you're diagnosed as infertile. I don't know if it's the same here. I think it's longer. I think it's at least two years. Okay. But really, I mean, at that point, as through the sort of going to the hospital that time, I obviously spoke to more medical professionals and and most of them said it's, it's still most likely just one of those things you're just unlucky and if you get pregnant again it will all be fine just, it's just bad luck hmm. it's quite a hard thing to accept at the time you want I think when when it's something like that with when you go to hospital you want them to work out what's wrong and give you something that's going to fix it but this isn't one of those times they can't do that they can only tell you to try again and and hope it's just bad luck but that's a pretty terrifying prospect when it's already happened to you twice yes I can imagine and then you got pregnant again I did yeah <laughs> again and I had uh, weirdly I had well not weirdly I bled for the first three months of that as well so I had about I don't know, maybe five or six scans in the first three months because I bled all the way through, but it was fine. And I had mm. a son who is now eight. So, mm. but yes. I say it was fine, but but because of what had happened before and because I bled while I was pregnant with him, I was like petrified. I didn't enjoy, I couldn't enjoy any of that pregnancy. I couldn't relax. And even when I got to 12 weeks, when that kind of that point where people think, oh, like when you would normally tell people and I still didn't feel like it was going to be all right. I still kind of every day was waiting for something to go wrong. So you didn't tell people about it and you were like very cautious about like, were you also, you know, sort of like yeah. limiting your physical activity? Were you eating differently? Not particularly, no. I mean, I was careful. I was careful to follow the rules as I would have anyway but I I'd never I never talked about I never said like when I have the baby I always said if it was an if all the way through right up to the point that he was born in my mind it was always an if yeah I understand so did you even start to you know prepare clothes and the room were you able to do that still or were you a bit we did but not until quite late on and even then for me I kind of did it because you should rather than that I necessarily thought that we were really going to have a baby hmm. obviously it depends on the person but I am probably quite an anxious person anyway and I just yeah I just couldn't believe that there would that I was going there was going to be a baby at the end of it it was like once I'd because so, I didn't only worry then about having a miscarriage, I worried about having a late miscarriage or a stillbirth. Once it's like I think a lot of people find it as well with pregnancy. Once you let one worry in and you've seen what can happen and what can go wrong, you've lost all the innocence about it. And then you know all of these things that can go wrong and and you can't unknow them. Hmm. I see. And so, but then it was fine. How was your delivery? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was drawn out and he was back to back. Um, and I had the placenta didn't come out afterwards. So I had to go into surgery and have that removed. But otherwise mm. it was, you know, it was fine. We were both fine. And 
yeah and he's a healthy eight-year-old that's nice so then you really like got to finally enjoy it and relax for yeah. a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean as much as the thing is yeah don't really because then you're just worried about a baby all the time and what's <laughs> going to happen to them and what you're doing right and wrong but yeah I felt very very lucky very lucky and especially because I'd been I'd had quite a lot of support from ladies on the forum that I was talking about and I knew that some of them still were going through that you know they'd had other miscarriages or various things so I felt very very lucky I thought I really thought at one point that I wouldn't have children and then I did have him mm. and yeah so yeah it's yeah. good and then you decided to have another one then we decided to have another one yeah and that was when my eldest son was maybe two and a half or so and we decided to have another one and I had another miscarriage at about six or seven weeks as well but that one was different again in that it happened fairly spontaneously when I was at home with my son. Mm. So kind of I had to just go up to the bathroom and kind of come up and down because he was here and I didn't want him to see. He was, maybe he was closer to three. So he had a reasonable understanding. You know, if I'd have been, if he'd have seen that I was upset or in pain, he could have picked up on that. And okay. my husband was at work. So, mm. yeah, not easy to deal with. And yeah, especially uh, with a, a kid trying to, you know, act normal. Yeah. Although yeah. I don't like this word, but yeah. No, well, that's exactly what I was trying to do. I was trying to play with him and act normal. I didn't want him to know that anything was wrong. And mm. yeah, very tough. And so it, it's so you were alone at home and how it happens is that it was also painful. And so you were trying to like not show that you were in pain so that's like yeah that's very difficult to do yes yeah so my so the the second one because I had the operation I had cramps but nothing else but the first one and the third one the, the pain is a big not for everybody but for, for me that was a big thing it was extremely painful and um, so when sometimes I've heard people say it's like having a period or like having a late period or something and that wasn't my experience at all it's it was really really painful okay so right away you knew what was going on yeah okay yeah mm. yeah I knew that that must be what was happening um yeah I definitely did I can imagine uh and so for example in that case what is the first thing to do do you call your midwife gynecologist doctor yes um so I called I called the midwife and they I, and, and re if I'm honest I don't even necessarily know why I did by the third time because I knew that they you know they it's not their fault they can't there's nothing that they can do they can't stop what's going to happen or not happen so for me because it all happened at home they basically said unless unless you have like ongoing symptoms you carry on bleeding or like you know really excessive pain or For some reason you think it hasn't all come away then otherwise you just stay at home and no and that's it I didn't didn't see there was no need to see a doctor or a midwife or anything mm -hmm. you don't see anybody which I guess in some ways is even harder because it's like not really like I don't know you just deal with it at home on your own and you don't even yeah. you don't even go yeah. see anybody I can imagine and 
So do they do they offer some kind of support, you know, like therapy or talking sessions? Do they do they sort of like hand you out a leaflet or So yeah, my experience, no the first time when I was at home and then I just spoke to a midwife on the phone. When I went into hospital to have the procedure for the second one, they did give me some leaflets, but that it's just leaflets. And then no again the third time, nothing. Um hmm. no. No, there isn't okay. it's really my experience was that it was it's on the person that it's happened to to find to, to find the support and find if you you know if you need to if I'd have needed to talk to somebody well I did but that you need to go and find that yourself that's yeah that's okay In, interesting mm. yeah <laughs> and then uh, you got pregnant again with yeah. your second son yeah and um I think I had a tiny bit of bleeding again I had so when I had him so I'll probably jump around a bit when I had my first when I got pregnant with my first son that was at a time that one of the things that they could possibly give people who'd had miscarriages was aspirin and progesterone and they weren't really sure what the impact what they weren't really sure whether it stopped people having a miscarriage but there wasn't any evidence that it was in any way dangerous so I had both of those things when I had my eldest son and obviously I didn't lose him so I don't know whether they were the reason why or not, but when I got pregnant again with my youngest son, I rang my GP and begged them to give me aspirin and progesterone that I'd had the first time I was pregnant. Um, and they were very clear that there wasn't any evidence that it stopped you having a miscarriage, but they were happy to refer me on to a gynecologist. So I went to a gynecologist when I was about six weeks pregnant with my second son and she did give me aspirin and progesterone and scans every other week just to put my mind at rest so they that they that was fantastic I had a scan every two weeks until I was almost about five months with him because I was so anxious about whether or not he would be okay mm, so they managed to arrange that for you to be able to come more often and just so to make sure yeah. your pregnancy is going well yeah which isn't for everybody but I think because one of the ones I'd had was missed and I thought everything was fine and it wasn't for me at least then every couple of weeks when I went and saw him growing I knew that at that point things were okay and that gave me just a little bit of reassurance to get through the next couple of weeks I see yeah it did yeah that did help for me so I was and I was lucky that they did that for me mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, you must be still, you know, not a very peaceful <laughs> pregnancy. Yes. No. No, because I the, it's a bit difficult. But the so when I was pregnant with my eldest son as well, he I had um the nuchal test that they do on babies where they're checking for the risk of Down syndrome and he was high risk that threw a whole other thing in that I was very anxious about so basically I was just very anxious whenever I was pregnant that something would happen or something would be wrong with them yeah no I can uh, I can imagine for sure and then so second delivery did it fine fine 
Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I couldn't have any pain relief because he, I was too far on, but it was absolutely fine. He was, it, it all went, you know, how it should. And he was born and, and yeah, it was fine. And he was fine. Good. Well, yeah. Well, a relief. And then you decided that you don't want <laughs> more kids. <laughs> You're fine with no, two. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. And for, for, <laughs> But not only this reason, but one of the reasons would be because I wouldn't want to open the door on having to go through that again. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's in my mind, if I wanted to have another child, there's a good chance I could have another miscarriage and I wouldn't want to go through that again, particularly not now I've got two children who would be able to, you know, they're old enough to pick up on if something was wrong with me. And yeah, it's just, I think... I'm going from a point where I thought I wouldn't have kids and now I've got two. I think I'm lucky at last. I'll, I'll stick yeah. with that. Thank you. That's my lot. <laughs> and did you, did you want to from the beginning or how many did you want like when you were imagining your life? Um, I don't know that I ever did really. Like when I, I, I wouldn't, I, I just wanted to be a mum, I think. So when I, I mean, I obviously wouldn't change it for the world now, but when I had a miscarriage before my second son was born, it was awful and it was hard, but I was able to think to myself, well, at least I've got, I already had a child. So I felt lucky that I had him and I was able to be a mum. And if I couldn't have any more, then, you know, I would have to, I would accept that. And I had him. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of, it's a different mindset than before. Yeah. Well, it did feel like a different mindset yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah the first two I felt very much oh my goodness I'm never going to have children and then the third one I thought okay if this isn't meant to be and I'm not meant to have any more then thank goodness I had him yeah I get it no it's uh it's it's tough and it's yeah it's also crazy how you know for one person three miscarriages can be very different and also felt different Yeah. recovered differently it's uh yeah it's but Very i'm different. i'm happy for you that you got your two boys and that you're happy yeah. with that even though you've been through very difficult times at least you you managed to to have your 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 two boys so there's that in yeah your... oh, def definitely that's it and now again it's different for everyone now i think It sounds like a real key. I think now they're the children I, I was meant to have them. They're the children I was meant to have. So as difficult mm -hmm. as it was, I wouldn't undo any of those things that happened because I wouldn't have had the children that I've got now. All my miscarriages were relatively close together. So I always got pregnant again within a few months. So somewhere in my mind, I always reasoned it out as well that if one had worked out, well, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the children I've got now. So it was just meant to be that way and I'm meant to be their mum so I kind of mm -hmm. you know so it's okay with me as much as it can be if that makes sense mm -hmm. so I I haven't been through a miscarriage myself but my mum did when I was a kid and although I don't remember I got to also ask her a few questions and how she lived through it and so she said that it was the same before she But before she talked about it and like experienced it, she didn't, she hadn't heard about anyone mm -hmm. going through it. And once she started open up and talking, talking about that with her friends and 
even family members, she realized that this was a very common common experience to have. And her gynecologist, she was she was able, even though it happened at home, she was able to go in and just have a check to make sure everything was gone. And then she really was there for her mm. to explain. Yeah, so I think it was also good sometimes to probably like go there as you said like for for two of your yeah. although like the, the the time that you went was with the machine so it's like you know like the procedure so it's not it's not mm-hmm. pleasant but I think maybe like at least could like have the possibility if you wanted to go and have a consultation I think could be yeah could be helpful for some people so yeah yeah I think what would really honest, I think what would really help people mm. is if they got more support the next time they're pregnant because that was the that was the worst bit for me. I was so worried and anxious, and there isn't there's not really any support you well the, obviously the normal support that you get when you're pregnant, but there's nothing additional and if you've been through any kind of difficulties in pregnancy, I think a bit of extra support the next time you're pregnant would be really helpful. And also some of the things that people say, they think they're saying the right thing, but they're not. So people would say things like, oh, you know, it wasn't really a baby yet. It's just a late period or it wasn't meant to be or you can try again. Or another one is at least, you know, you can get pregnant, which are all true. But to say them to somebody who's just been through that, it just like I now having been through it and I know there's friends of mine who've been through it after me I would never say any of that I would I think I would just say I'm sorry I'm sorry it's really hard mm-hmm. you need me I'm here and don't don't say anything else I think is probably a good approach because it's it, yeah mm. practical and helpful to someone but at, in that moment it, it probably isn't and it probably just upsets them I see. And what kind of uh, sort of like medical support would you have wanted? Do you have any specific like example? I think even just having some extra reassurance and talking to your midwife more about it um, and about what had happened and about what you're worried about. Or for me, extra scans did make me feel better. And I, that maybe that's not possible for everybody or right for everybody. But it did. That did help me to get through the being pregnant. And now I I didn't I'd never heard about them at the time, but you can have a doula, which is um mm-hmm. a doula. Yeah, I think I, okay. I've said to my husband a million times, if if it was now and I got pregnant, I'd have that because I think that's someone who can support you in less of a medical way and can support you and how you're feeling. And if I'd have known about that at the time, I think that would have really helped me. Mm, for sure, yeah. And then that would have been that kind of more emotional support for how I was feeling yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's so for if if you don't know and you're listening to this a doula is really like a birth partner basically like you can choose one when you first know that you're pregnant and then they help you they can even in some cases be there when you give birth i think yeah. it depends yeah. it depends on the regulations obviously with covid it's not really yeah. possible i don't think but yeah or even if you wanted to to give birth at home a doula is like here to help you and answer all your questions and you also have some baby prep 
uh, in some cases, like yeah. just actually like learning how to take care of the baby and of yourself and yeah, helping you with your birth plan as well. Yeah. I yeah, I think it's a uh, it uh, it can be very very helpful to have that and yeah, I know also some people who don't have necessarily like a problematic pregnancy or you know miscarriages with just their first kid and they don't really know yeah and so i think it's uh, an incredible yeah. resource but yeah i think being pregnant is really exciting but it's scary whether anything's gone wrong or not before because it's just this whole big unknown and you don't have any control over it like yeah you're fairly powerless in all of it to do anything so yeah if i could have had someone like that that i felt a bit that I could have talked to that would have really helped I think for sure for sure and so is there any advice that you would like to share any last advice if you go through a miscarriage I don't there's not any magic way to make it better it it's really hard it's horrible definitely that charity that I talked about that was like that really got me through some really really difficult times as well as talking to friends and family and definitely then when you if you decide to have if you decide to try again and get pregnant again I found for me I told people earlier so I didn't wait until 12 weeks I told my family and my friends because I needed their support to get me through those early weeks and I needed them if something was going to go wrong I needed them to be there for me so I think probably that talk just talk to people take it one day at a time even an hour at a time sometimes and and tell people so that they can help you and look after you exactly i think it's a very good advice and i think we also like we always hear don't say any fo- anything before 12 weeks so obviously like don't you know like yeah. two people that you wouldn't feel comfortable you know talking with if there was ever an issue yeah. but yeah i guess it's also like you know if you know you're gonna need your mom your parents your siblings don't wait 12 weeks to say if you really feel no. like even you're stressed out and you just want to talk and yeah I just yeah I think it's it's a very great great advice to like you are in control of who you tell and when you tell them if you want to wait more than 12 weeks you can or you know yeah Yeah. I think it's uh it's exactly I just yeah when in the early days when you're really anxious having people to talk to can like being anxious about anything if you tell somebody they can they can help and it can be a little bit better so yeah I think that would be my advice very good well thank you so much Rosie for for sharing all that with us (laughs) you're welcome thank you so much for listening feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.